On this episode of Initial Relations, I interview Rob about his new venture, DPX. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. Uh, if you are watching us on video, uh, we are. It's today is hat day, and I am your host, <laughs> Notorious Rob, and with me, as always, Fab Robertson. Oh God, <laughs> Fab. <laughs> Fab. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the fabulous Greg Robertson. Not to yeah. be not to be termed the Fab ever. Okay. Yeah. Hola, so, Rob. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. And as we talked about in the pre-show, this will be a weird show, right? It's going to be a strange show because uh, Greg really wants to talk about DPX. He wants to talk about the company that I announced. Uh, so obviously, uh, I'm happy to talk about it, but I don't think I'm going to do it as a co-host. That seems weird. So we're going to do this almost more like Greg interviewing me. Um, and so in case anyone listening doesn't know, um, because of the court case you know, and the ruling by Judge Woods that exempted auctions, I felt like I had to talk about auctions. And if I'm going to do that, then I think ethically as a blogger, I'm, you know, I should disclose the fact that I have this sort of a conflict of interest in that I've been working on an auction-based platform for over a year. So uh, so we did it. Uh, Greg's like, I want to talk about it because it it's kind of an interesting concept. I think so. There's a lot of questions, lots of things to talk about. So we're going to do that. But so you, everyone knows, I, you know, it's, uh, this is not meant to be like some promo thing for my company. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is actually relevant to industry relations. But I'm going to take kind of a, guest role on this podcast. So with that said, let, let me introduce you to the host of In This Relations, Fab Robertson, everybody. Woo! Uh, still going that way. Well, you know, you are, you are way more concerned about this kind of shameless promotion than I am, right? So it's like, this I have true. to like, we've talked before about this. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you talking about the things that you're doing. I mean, part of this true. whole thing, I think is is uh, somewhat of, of your personality, right? So people want to know what you're doing. So I, I don't, True. I'm, it's, it's great, you know, that you have this kind of line in the sand here, but I mean, I, I, for one thing, it's, it's totally unnecessary, but um, thank you. Um, I think I've been very interested. I've gotten a sneak peek of this before. And then yep. um, we've talked about it a lot. And, uh, you know, I've, I've read your last post here announcing it, which is, um, you know, the concisest thing I've read. So I, I, I would uh, <laughs> encourage people to go, well, based upon the iterations yeah, we've yeah. gone through, right? Yeah, <laughs> that and the, the average length of my posts. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's it started, you know, it started it started over here, and like I think you're kind of really, you know, getting to what the job this is, you know, the jobs be done of this, Correct. What, is, what problem it's solving, right? But let, let, let's start from here. Um, and uh, where, where did you? When did this first? When did this? Uh, well, let's start from here. Like, what's our what's your elevator pitch for for uh, DPX? The elevator pitch is we are an auction based multiple listing service. Okay, that's the, the you know it's we're an auction based multiple listing service that allows full service professional agents to offer their services for zero percent listings. Okay, fantastic. When did you when did you first? And we'll get into that. There is some sort of compensation. In this model, yes, but we'll get to that yes. in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, when did you first? When did this kind of idea strike you? Um, 
you know, in this kind oh, of God. format as, as a, because to me, the, dip, the, the biggest kind of the, the things sure that are being connected that I don't think have been connected before. Well, I know they yeah. haven't is the idea yeah. of an auction and an MLS, right? So when did that That's kind right. of concept start first bubbling in your head? So, um, you know, I, obviously as a consultant really in the industry, I've known about auctions. There've been a lot of companies that have tried it and they've never really worked out. Right. Um, part of it, I think it began really in tw- 21, right? When we were going through that insane market. And I'm hearing story after story of like buyer and buyer agents writing up 13, 14 offers and, you know, getting denied and then no, not knowing why. You know, it's like we made this offer. It's 20,000 over asking. Didn't get it. So you call the listing agent and you're like, so what, what happened? Why didn't we get it? No answer, no response, right? So the buyer's heartbroken, but they don't know why. Or sometimes you get a response like, yeah, you got you got outbid by $5,000. It's like, my client would have paid 10000 You know, why yeah. don't we have an opportunity? We, so we've heard that for about a year. At the same time, um, you know, as, as you know, in 21, I got heavy into the blockchain crypto thing uh, because I felt like this technology is something special. You know, like I don't know how it's going to change the world. I just know it's going to. So I started looking at different ways where that technology could be applied to our industry, to real estate, right? Um, and I know there are companies like Proppy that's doing you know really interesting work around sort of uh, doing purchases on the blockchain using crypto. You know, there are companies like um, oh god, what's Roofstock? I think is doing like you know, uh, or there are a bunch of companies that are doing like tokenization of real estate and. You know, essentially tokenized REITs for investors, et cetera. But I, you know, I just didn't really, that didn't really grab me. Um, but I was, I got really involved in this notion of like, you know, decentralized real estate, decentralized ledgers, you know, de- decentralized computing and how it's going to apply to real estate. And I felt like one of the challenges of that was going to be it's hard to build innovative systems on top of existing MLSs, right? Not because the MLS themselves are evil or anything. It's just because the MLSs are creatures of like 1940s. You know what I mean? And there's all these rules and all this regulation that makes it very right. hard for a startup to sort of try and navigate that. Um, so it, those two sort of came together. Okay. So on the one hand, I felt like auctions are the best way of doing real estate transactions. I still believe that. Now that's there are people who argue with me around it, but I'm like. The current process that we have, these, you know, sort of offer and acceptance, right? It's, it's, it, it essentially is kind of a blind bidding auction. It kind of is an auction, but it isn't, right? What I thought about it was that system was the best and most transparent process when it was invented in the 1930s. You know what I mean? Like in the 30s and 40s when like, you know, you're selling telegraphs, then yeah, having a single, <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's not an exaggeration. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like having a single kind of book, because back then the MLS was a book, right? right. Where all the you know, sellers, all the listing agents say, here's all, here are the properties for sale. And then buyer agents were able to go in and see everything else for sale and communicate with their buyers, be like, hey, you know, let me help you. Here's all the things for sale. And then the offer and acceptance process I mean, that, that's the best, most transparent, fairest system for the technology of that time. I'm just saying here, we're in 2023. The internet exists, you know, APIs exist, all this exists. It's outdated. And I think open auctions are actually possible and feasible and it was time to do it. Anyway, yeah, so, I, got, I went too long, but that's, that was the motivation <laughs> behind it. No, no. Uh, and so, I, I think, um, 
you know, so from, from my gathering of reading and, and knowing what your kind of evolution here is that, yeah. um, uh, you know, you don't want anybody to be scared off by the crypto blockchain, whatever. Correct. That, that's a backend thing. Correct. Right? It's, you know, it's, the, it's the real focus is on the, it, yeah, the real focus is on this auction based platform. That's right. How, how, you know, everything else below that is just a, that's right. A, a different way of doing it. But that's let me right. ask you a question here. Yeah. I mean, I hear you what you're saying here, but why, why isn't this just better solved by adding a, an offer management software on top of the existing MLSs, right? That that, that right. could increase the uh, transparency. Uh, so uh, to me, the transparency goes both ways, right? So the thing about auctions, and you know, so take a look at uh, take an example, open, you know, literally yeah. it's O P E and and they they implemented this with I think it's Toronto, it might be Korea as a whole. It is exactly but what you they're said. They're starting it's to just, do it. They're starting to do it in. Uh, I think you know in Canada uh, with Korea, Correct. right? And right. I think, and they're, I think but they're right. also huge in Australia, right? So Correct. Yeah. Now here's the thing: Australia auctions are very, very common. Yeah. So Open initially is an auction company, and I know those guys, and I've talked to them about, hey, should we partner? We'll see. I mean, that might come down the pike. But when they came to North America, they didn't go down the auction route because they knew it was going to be very, very difficult, right? Uh, so they went with offer management. And the answer to your question to me is it's not enough transparency. So the feature about auctions that I think is really, really awesome is as a buyer, I know that if I'm the high bid, I win. Right? With offer management, I could be the high bid and still not win. Right? So that was the the one of the things I really wanted to fix. As a buyer, I should know. If I'm the high bid, I got the house. There are no heartbreaks, right? There's no, you know, I'm in the top two and I didn't get the house. Oh my God, sorry, honey. Like we didn't get our dream house. There's none of that. If you want the house, you keep bidding until you are the high bid. And if you're the high bid, you got the house. Let me, let me push back on that though. Let me push yeah. back on that a bit. Please. Um, You know, high bid, right? What you're talking about, it sounds like is a monetary economic kind of consideration, right? Kind we all know, right. we all know in real estate, there's more than economic um, decisions to make, right? You know, absolutely uh, a cash offer in some cases is, you know, the gold standard or whatever, that's right. right? But but if they're confident that, you know, maybe it's a Google exec that's making a half million a year that wants yep. to bid, you know. Um, more, right? More, or, you know, or it's, you know, or the, the you know, the, for whatever reason, it's less because you don't believe the, the other guy, right. um, sometimes that economic, that high economic value is something that, that, that may not be accepted for other reasons. Sure, right? it might absolutely. Come with, it might come with a contingency. It might come absolutely. with, um, you know, other reasons. So when you mean the highest bid may, you know, is always going to win. Right. Who, what's defining about high, right? What does so, high mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's an exact point. I'm, I'm, thanks for asking that question, Essentially, I feel like you teed it up. So one of the reasons why auctions don't didn't really take off in real estate is exactly to your point. If we're talking about like widgets on eBay, that's all about just a dollar, right? It's just about the price. If you're talking about a commodity, it's just price. So it's easy right. to do auctions. With real estate, there's all these non-financial terms. That's what we call them, right? To your point, maybe I'm a seller and I really value closing fast. Right, you know, if you if you could close in ten days, that way I don't have to pay another month of mortgage. That's worth something to me. Other sellers could be like, I'm not ready to move. <laughs> right, so even after we close, I need a sixty day close. You know, so I could right. pack up. And it's all individual. Um, 
something like waiving inspection, you know, you know is that worth right, something? Yeah, exactly. There's exactly. all these non-financial terms. Um, right. So there's, to me, there's two real innovations that we are doing at DPX, at Decenter PX. One is we are allowing the seller to put dollar values on those non-financial terms or simply say, I'm requiring this non-financial term or I'm not allowing it. So for example, let's say I'm a seller and I just don't want any buyer who has a sales contingency because I don't, I don't want that uncertainty, right? Then you could go in in our system when you list it with your listing agent, you would just check a buyer sale contingency, not allowed. Now, the transparency there is as a buyer, I come in now, I look at this house and I say, oh, this looks like a really great house. I look at the terms and says, oh, they're not allowing sale contingency. Well, I have to sell my house. You know what? I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to bid on this. There's no point in wasting my time or my agent's time writing up an offer and there's a sale contingency and the seller's like, screw you. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's much more efficient that way. So to me, when we talk about high bid in DPX, it's the sale price plus all of the values based on the seller. Now, why do we go that way? Um, when we were developing this, we talked to a lot of agents, you know, a lot of real top producing agents. And what they told me was, look, in the current today's process, in a multiple bid situation, they all put together a net sheet, right? And they all analyze each offer and they put all the various terms and they take it to the seller and say, okay, here you go, Mr. Seller. And a lot of times the conversation will go something like, this offer here is $10,000 less than this other offer, but they're uh, waiving appraisal. They're doing certain right. things. Are you willing to take $10,000 less to get this offer? That's the way they talk to their sellers about it today. So all we've done is to say, you know what? Have that conversation up front, right? Have that conversation up front, and then you could assign values to those non-financial offers, so the high bid in our system is a high bid that's a combination of the price as well as these terms. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, any any monetary value they're going to put on these non, what do you call them? Correct. Non-financial non terms. Non-financial terms. It's going to be subjective, right? So, exactly. you know, exactly. it's it, it's it's going to be what the seller deems that. Exactly. And, right. In, so, wait, so in consultation I, I, with the listing agent. That's important, right? Right. right. Okay, sure. I mean, that's a brand new CMA in a sense, right? Like in a sense, coming up with yeah. like, it's not like a, like what, you know, it, one has a pool, one doesn't have a pool. What's the, what's the value of a pool, right? I mean, you can kind of see that through different comps and such, but um, right. in this case though, I, I mean, I see both things. I see to me, the cleaner way is just to put in there. These, this is what the, this is what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. These are the terms, right. make me a bid. I get that hundred percent right. because that makes it cleaner, but you are kind of li limiting the buyer pool a little bit because- who knows, right? Who On the knows? other side, you have this subjective information that you know, you know, anything else? Because I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that because I think a lot of realtors will tell you it's all that negotiating. Like you know, the seller's hard firm. I'm not getting out of here in 60 days. But when this motherfucker says I'm going to pay fifty thousand dollars more than you thought for, well, right. you know what? Sometimes he's going to change his mind. Sure. Right. Because and and in this case, it seems like. You know, there's a that 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 back and forth, which may be advantageous. You've kind of taken out of the equation here, right? I mean, that that yeah. could have. I, look, so the way I look at it is, I'm pretty convinced that open auctions are the best way of doing things. But you, you know, maybe there are some edge cases where some agent says, "Well, you know, I'm 
to your point, like, you know, you could say I'm not moving for 50, 60 days until somebody comes up with $100,000 over asking. You know? Right. Look, I mean, my take on it is then you should probably put in there, uh, I don't know, uh, 60 day close is worth $100,000 to me. <laughs> you know, like, right. And have somebody come in and say, all right, I still want your house. Here's, I'm going to bid this, right? And then, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not clicking that. But I'm just going to pay you hundred thousand dollars more. So in, right? in this case, who is making? Who is the person that's making? I know that the listing is probably between the the seller and the seller's agent. That's right. How to craft this out? That's what's, right. What's the strategy right. here? That makes sense. That's right. On the buy side, is it who's logging into the system making these bids? Is right it the now, it's the buyer agent. Yeah, the buyer agent. Right okay. now, it's the buyer agent. Uh, because we're like I said, we are fundamentally. An MLS. We're not a consumer website. We have no intention right. of being a consumer website, right? Right. right. Like we want to enable. We just want this model, the auction model, open auction model, which we believe is the best way to kind of get out there, right? Yeah. So, okay. you know, like in fact, like we're in talks with MLSs to be like, hey, do, do, let us power your auction feature for you, yeah. convenience for your members, right? Because well, we don't. Well, care, let me let me right? let me go down this thread a little bit though. So sure. so the buyer's agent is making that bid. Correct. Is there like is there like is there a text field that the buyer can you know the buyer can say hey we're willing to pay this but put in nope. some you know no nope. so it, there's it's only it's only economic right it's, it's only just, it's economics just, it's it's just what terms are you willing to accept what terms are you not willing to accept right but the real advantage here to me is but, but as why a not why yeah, not why not a little bit of why not a little bit of like back and forth there like hey um the the my buyer's willing to to mm -hmm. bid this much but really um we need, you know, an extra 10 days, right? Uh, I mean, that because might be- you can't, So there's two answers. One is technologically, maybe with, you know, advances in AI, we can get to that level. But I don't know how to rank that. Well, it's not a rank. I don't think it's a rank thing. It's like whether the, I mean, you know- It's I a rank thing like, for auction. Well, hold on, hold on. For me though, that, you know, why I was starting off with like, what's the high offer? I would, you know, I would maybe consider like a copy change of what's the best offer, right? right. High denotes to me a, you know, a, a variable based upon a number, right? Sure, yeah. Best to me is, you know. All these subjective a, a, factors. All, yes. all these, but it's all subject, uh, you know, the, the, actually they're not objective, but, you know, subjective in some some cases, right? Um, so, I mean, it's just my little, you know, thing. Yeah, no, I, I get you. Know. It complicates it for sure. And what I do like what it's, you're it's, saying is I think yeah. having constraints and especially in these kind of things helps things out a lot because right. the problem with the modern data MLS system is, <laughs> you know, it's too much choice, right? It's, it's just, it's, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. product not designed by a committee, but by committees after committees after committees. Which was you know, born from the Pintata. 1930s, yeah, yeah. you know, and so we I haven't that. updated, right? So here's but, the I thing. Mean, you know, it's I real guess simple. I'm trying to like already poke holes when when maybe you know something as simple and elegant as this is probably yeah. just the way to start it. No, and, and I get you, Greg. Like to me, it really was come down to the important thing here is we needed the buyer to have certainty. Right. We needed the buyer to know if I'm the high bid, I get this house. Yeah. Right. So if my wife loves this house, this is our dream house, and I put it. Let's say the. Uh, you know the the CMA because I'm working with my buyer. My buyer is like, listen, man, this house worth five hundred thousand, right? Right. Don't bid over five hundred thousand, right? And I get outbid. It's five hundred five. 
I'm gonna go. Hey, honey, do we? How much do we love this house? We love this house. I could see little Johnny playing in the back. Five ten. You yeah. get outbid. Five fifteen. Five twenty. Right. And you know what? You're gonna bid until you're ju- you just can't. And then right. it's not heartbreak the way that we have into the current system where oh right. sorry you didn't right. get the house. You got out. Like you say, hey, you know what? We love this house, but we can't afford it anymore. We're out. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, and I, I get it. I mean, I, I do get it. I love yeah. so- opinionated software. I love yeah. somebody behind that thing saying, "This is right. this is the way we're doing it." I mean, right. and you know, you have to start somewhere. Right. But there's a second can- part to this, right? Okay. The second part to this, if you think about the real estate transaction, here's what we're not doing. Okay, we're not doing. We're gonna close the transaction on our site. <laughs> We're not doing, you're going to wire money to us. Like we're not doing any of that because there's, what we're doing is producing the, essentially the contract, the sale contract, right? Where you have matched the buyer and the seller. And in real estate, man, as you know, there's so much that happens between contract and close. So a lot of those, you know, detailed negotiations, hey, you know, we, we won the house, but really, we really need another 10 days. Or the chandelier. Right. We want the chandelier. Or whatever. Or and then whatever. you go back yeah. and forth. And then that yeah. negotiation doesn't change. The buyer agent, the listing agent will negotiate, hey, you know what? The seller is willing to grant you another 10 days. You're going to need to pay $1,000 more or whatever, right? Whatever right. they come up with, right? So we're preserving that. And then the closing itself, we don't see any reason why we need to mess with that. Like title and escrow, you know, lawyers, that all work just fine today. You know, wire transfers, all like, so to me, we don't need to mess with sort of the settlement and the closing. We just needed to get to certainty for the buyer along with transparency, certainty for the seller that they got the highest market price possible, and then let the agents who do what they do best, let, let the system work. So I, all I'm saying is like when, when there are these sort of real detailed kind of you know, things that, that are all inevitably going to come up, inevitably, inspection report come back. And there'll be something. And inevitably, the agents will have to negotiate that out between the two people, right? All we're saying is just the offer and acceptance process, that should be done via open auction. And we can do that for them. So that's the first real innovation that I think we're trying to introduce. Is it going to work? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But but why? I mean, I I know on the surface, you're saying you've seen these before, but you're by making it an MLS, you right. think it'll be successful. But when I think of like an MLS, just right. on a a system, an MLS system, a modern MLS system platform, mm-hmm. uh, what can I do on that? I can search listings. I can I can do CMAs. Yep. I can set up listing alerts. Yep. Um, I can you know uh, you know on the search set, I can search via map. I can you know. I can follow different properties to see yep. you know what's going on with them. I can also uh, link to some sort of public records database to look at yep. that. I mean, why, you know, it seems, I mean, this is, I understand that the, this is like a, you know, this is like more of a, an enhancement to a module that did, it, you know, like if I look back at, at like what cloud CMA is, you know, we looked at the reports, the output mm-hmm, of, an, mm-hmm. of, a, of, of most MLS systems, and they still look like the old books from the past. Right. We wanted to generate something that gave more of a personalization and customization right. to the MLS data. Right. And that's a separate app, right? So right. We, we focused on one thing that the MLS didn't do that, that great, right. the MLS system didn't, and then, you know, really expanded on that. Right. We didn't have to be an MLS system to do that. Why right. Why do you feel the need? Why can't this just be 
you know, an auction platform that that is supplemental or complements whatever MLS system out there? Why do you have to call yourself an MLS? Well, it's it's not that we're calling us, we we literally are an MLS, and there are a bunch of reasons. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that the average MLS has 160 pages of rules. And a lot of those rules make it very, very difficult to do something like auction. You know, and some MLS still allow it, but it's it it just makes it very hard. There are all these different rules uh, that you just have to jump through, and in a lot of cases, Greg, MLSs don't allow auctions. And there's something I saw, like Dorsey, as an example, right? Auction platform try to do this failed because they what they were running into, and I happen to know this for a fact. Uh, you know, Sunny was like their consultant. I did a meeting with them, like. They were running into problems like the MLS who say, you can't list this until you have these 17 data fields. And like, we're an auction. We don't have those data fields. Well, you know, And then you just spend months spinning your wheels like trying to do that. And I'm like, there's no... What I basically determined was there's no way to launch a new innovative sort of technology-based solution and comply with all of the MLS rules. So by being an MLS ourselves, we just don't have those rules. We don't deal with them. I mean, we're not NAR. Yeah, but if you're a third-party software right. product, you don't have to have any rules anyway. There's no rules that I have to follow. Uh, yeah, to use. the data feed you get from the MLS comes with rules. That's true. You're limited That's to what true. you can and cannot do with data. We don't have that. Right. And we can't have that. Right. So, like I said, I mean, but we. But we it's have to never going to be. It's never. So I get. So this goes to my second point. This is never going to be a in competition with other MLSs, right? This is more of a an alternative or a, something that's in parallel to other MLSs. Uh, that, that's how I envision it. Um, but at the same time, I do think, I do think what, what, what one of my things, as you know, it's like my entire career has been advising MLSs. Right? Part of my motivation for doing this is after 12 years of working with MLSs, I feel like a lot of them, the executives know what they want to do and they can't do it. Right. And as a consultant, I it's just time after I, I submit plans, I submit strategies, decks, here's what you should do. The CEOs buy it, everyone buys into board buys it and they can't execute. They can't do it because of some politics, something, some whatever. And I felt like really what I wanted to do was show the MLSs. Instead of just tell them, right? Just mm -hmm. telling them, here's advice. I, I actually want to show them this how should I'll give you an example of this. You mentioned the MLS system is like this, right? And yet Cloud CMA is exists because the existing CMA in the MLS isn't that great. My take on it is the MLS system shouldn't have a CMA. So our system does not have a CMA. Why? Be instead, we just have data APIs. Why? Because Cloud CMA exists. Why do we need to mess with the CMA? Public records, sure, we'll, we have that. We do, in fact, have that, right? But... Some of the the drip email type stuff, for example, right? You know, listing alerts. Dude, there's so much software out there that can do that way better than whatever MLS system does. Why do we have to build that, right? In fact, the only thing we have to build is data output and say to vendors, say to prop tech people, build a listing alert system, right? We're not going to mess with you. We're not going to make you jump through hoops. We're not going to do the provisioning dance. We're not doing any of that. Come get an API key, hit our APIs, Take the data and do whatever you want with it. Now, right now, we don't have any data for them to take. Right? So that's the... Right. <laughs> but at some point, we will, right? And to whatever extent we have it, we'll give it to them. That's my... So it's if you remember a few years back, we talked about the open source MLS and right. module MLS and all that. I've been talking to MLS about that for years. They None of them can do it. 
So my decision with DPX is, let us show you how it can be done. Right. So I guess so I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of grokking this a little bit. So it's yeah. like, let's blow up what we know um, an MLS is right now. And right. The, the premise, I guess to me, the, the modern MLS system now is really based upon search. Right. It's based I mean, upon, yeah, it's based a, upon a catalog. Yeah, if you think about the MLS. A catalog, like, a catalog it, that you can search listings correct, on, right? Correct. So, so I mean, that's still an important thing, right? But sure. that, that, that in itself, from, from your standpoint, um, well, let me put it this way. Um, is it valid um, for an MLS system, MLS system software to provide a way of searching listings that are inputted into it? Yeah, sure, it's valid, but here's my take. I mean, and th you're you're the best person to talk about this. You have a product called Cloud MLX. Yeah. Why? Well, again, uh, what we always try to do is give an enhancement or a bingo, uh, a compliment to things that are are currently done. A new way of thinking yeah. about how to do that. But Greg, it's beyond that. You know, and I know we've bitched about it enough, and you know, openly on this podcast, right? I'm sorry, but like. The core logic matrix search system is asinine. It's not good. And they know it, right? So that's why Cloud MLX exists because it's a better search experience. My take on it is, yeah, we have to offer search because you have to, right? You have to allow people to do it. Am I going to spend enormous resources and money improving the search experience? No. Why? Because Cloud MLX exists. I'd rather just give you the data feed and be like, you go build a search interface. Right. Okay. You know so let, I mean? let, let me, let, okay, let me, then let me go, let me try this a second time. So yeah. the MLS should be a database with APIs yes. and yes. then independent developers like you guys and us yes. will make the tools yes. based upon that data, right? Yes. And the MLS comes, goes back to compliance, making sure all that data is good and bad, you know, good and everything else. Sure. Um, now, so, so you have like, you know, an MLS doing that right now, you, you come into the market, yeah. right? You don't really have as much no. listings as that, right? You nope. know, um, would you ever imagine that, you know, you would, you know, and, and you would say to somebody, well, I can't do a CMA on this. And like, yeah, I would, I would use cloud CMA or yeah. I would use, you know, whatever else um, that, that would be your answer to this. Right. So yeah. you're just, you're kind of just, uh, so again, like that goes back to my original point though. It's like, it's not, why do you have to be an MLS? It could just be a cloud MLX. It could, it, it could just be a, a showing time. It could just be, you know, another tool that's connected. Why, why do you have to go through? The, the simple uh, answer, Greg, is because the MLSs have too many rules. And well, they, you don't they have want to have rule. I mean, but, no, but they but have too not, many rules. Okay, but but you don't. But you're not going to have any rules. You're not, I, gonna, but my, you're not but taking I have a to feed from the MLS, I, no, right? But I have to comply with those rules. As, a, as an MLS. Uh, no, like even if I'm a, if I take a data feed from somebody else and it comes with rules, I have to comply with them, right? right? And if those rules make it impossible for me to do what I want to do from a technology standpoint, I can't do it. But I mean, that could be a, a that answer. could be a constraint that you you can tell people like I'm uh, we're never going to take any any da other data oh, from but, MLSs. So, uh, no, but here, let me give you the perfect example of this, right? Which is the second big innovation, which is that we don't have cooperation compensation. Because we talked about the compensation piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't have commissions on DPX, right? And that's the other thing. Like, 
I can't imagine it. Like going to Emma and say, hey, uh, you know what, give us your data, but we're going to eliminate cooperation compensation. Like who the hell well, but, are we to but, do that? But, but right? you're not actively right now asking for data, are you? I mean, you're you're you're, no. you're, you're going to brokers and saying, yes. hey, use my platform to do yes. that. As a second right. MLS. But in our MLS, there's no cooperation compensation, right? And this is the other reason to do the MLS. And this is strategically really important to the industry. Instead, what we do is we charge a buyer premium because we're an auction site. Right, right. The traditional MLS can't charge a buyer premium. What's your, what's your, what's your justification for doing that? Right. Whereas we're an auction site, and every auction site on the planet charges a buyer premium. Right. Bring a trailer, uh, concierge auctions. You know, whatever, ten x. Like they all charge a buyer premium. We're going to charge a buyer premium to the buyer, and then we're going to take that buyer premium and compensate the agents that are involved. Right. And the seller pays no commission. To do that, you cannot do that while being on top of an existing MLS because the existing MLS is all about cooperation and compensation. Like it's written into their charter. Right, right. But I mean, but even if you're like, let's say you're a third-party app here. Let's say sure. you have an app. It's in this marketplace app, just to give it a general kind of thing. Sure. I'm a broker. I'm like, hey, I think I love what Rob is doing here. Sure. And I want to put my listings. I've got sure. them on the MLS over here. But I, I want to make, I'm going to put my listings on this DPX as well. Right. There's nothing, a broker can contact their MLS and say, they might even be able to do this on the MLS system themselves with an export file and say, these are my listings. I'm going to download them to an Excel, Excel file yep. and I'm going to upload them into DPX. Yep. There's no rules that are associated with that. That's the broker's own data. They don't have to, sure. you don't have to, DPX doesn't have to agree. The broker sure. doesn't have to agree sure. um, to having that. They can just, sure. they can just do that without, um, without having to worry about these, these rules that are, you know, and you can keep continue on going, Hey, if you, if you just want to start here and not put it on the other MLS, um, here are some benefits. Sure. Oh no, we right? don't tell them not to put it. No, put in the okay, other MLS. No, but, you're a yeah, member of that fine. MLS. But you again, I to. guess I, I just I'm still not rocking. What you're not rocking is okay. That's fine. You do all of that. At the end of it, there's a closing. Right. Right. You're the listing agent. You're the listing broker. Do you owe a? Does your seller owe you a commission? And then do you owe cooperation compensation? Well, it, buyer it depends agent? if they if they bought the pl on your platform. They which do was not specifically. Uh, if they didn't. No, so I'm saying if if they bought through our platform, but we're not the MLS, how are you not owing a commission? Because your MLS rules say you will cooperate and compensate. Well, uh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, let me walk this through my head. So, you know, if you are, so you're saying if you're a third party app and right. they use you as a marketplace, right? And 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 both the buyer's agent and the seller's agent use your app and they come right. up with a price, right? Then they owe a commission. Um, okay. Because but, you're part of the MLS that has cooperation compensation. Okay. So, so, so in order for yours to work, they can't list it on the other MLS. No, they can. But what I'm saying is then they're doing it through our system and we are an MLS. So it's, it's like having I, two not, Again, I, I'm, I must be stupid here because- No, no. It's like, so think about Atlanta, right? They have two MLSs, FMLS and Georgia MLS, right? Every agent puts the listing into both MLSs. Now, those two happen to have the same compensation rules, but if one has a different rule and you process transaction through that, then you comply with the rules of that MLS. What you can't do is go do a deal on Greg Robertson's 
app that takes data from the existing MLS and, and all of the people have to obey the rules of that MLS and then say you don't have to pay a commission. Like you don't have that right. Right. You know, so you're just a prop tech vendor. The, the you, organization of the MLS is what the way that's structured for some reason trumps the other correct. the other any other place you put it on. That's that's that was the thing. You have to be an MLS if you're going to talk about compensation. Right. Right. And for us, we was important to move this because, as you know, as uh, our last episode you know, showed, I've been yeah. following the commission law since 2019. And I'm like, this thing is a fucking monster. How can I save the industry? How do no. we preserve compensation? Totally. The ways auctions, timely. man. The yeah. so, ways okay. auctions, ways buy a premium. And the only way to do any of that is to become our own MLS. Now, are we competitive with us? No, we're not because we don't charge a we're like, no, stay like stay with the other MLS. It provides enormous value. Do all that. All we're saying okay. is use us for the transaction. Yeah, no, I, it, I think I'm understanding that it's yeah. because the way it's structured, that organization is structured, then right. you then you don't have to adhere to that's right. Um those rules. That's okay, that's I right. get that. Okay. And we don't have a lot of time here. And I yeah. know there's we could go down a rabbit hole, but I really want to give people yeah. a good understanding. So walk me through this buyer's fee, right? Or what, you know, how, yeah. how, how there is some sort of compensation here. That's right. Cause I think that's very unique as well. That's right. So th that's the second big thing that we did was there's no commission on our platform. Our MLS says there's no compensation. And if you do a transaction through our MLS, you buyer agents, you listing agents will waive all other commission claims. Like that's part of the terms of use. Right. However, the buyer is going to pay a buyer premium that happens to be basically the same as the commission rate, right? Nationwide, that's 5%, okay? I mean, in some markets, it's more, some markets, less, but let's just go with 5%. Yeah. The buyer has the high bid, right? Which has the price of, say, $500,000 plus whatever terms. So the, you, you won. Congratulations. You're going to add 5% buyer premium to that, and the sale... the price in the contract, the final sale price in the contract will then be 525. Okay. Right. We take the 25,000 as buyer premium of the, as an auction website. And then we split that between the listing agent, and the buyer agent, 12,500 each. Well, less than that. Cause we have to take our VIG if you will, but you know, like we got to stay in business. And that's it. Yeah, and what, what is, what is DPX? What's DPX is, uh, 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 usage rate, I guess, because there's no yeah, well, member yeah. member. There's no member there. fee, right? There's no right. subscription. So ours is 25 basis points on both sides, on each side. Yeah. And okay. that 25 basis point can go down to five basis points depending on how much usage you have. That's a whole complicated other thing. And uh, again, it's one of those you only pay if you actually close and have end up with checking your you know money in your pocket, et cetera, et cetera. And we can then guarantee compensation to both agents. Yeah, that's and this very, does a I mean, lot of things, way transparent. That's just the transparency is like exactly amazing. The pushback here, right? I get is like buyers are never going to pay this premium. I'm like the They're buyers are the ones now. paying the commission today. Yeah. Right? I mean, they just don't know it. Yeah, right. They just don't know it. So we'll see how it all plays out. What I can say is the one thing, and this was the reason why I had to disclose it. This now to me gets every brokerage out of any ongoing liability. Right, because there's been no conspiracy, there's no NAR rule, right? This the five percent is not them deciding; it's us as a auction company saying this is our price, right? And we're going to charge that price whether you, you know, we're just going to charge that price. Period. End the story. You don't like it? Don't use our system. That's fine. 
you know, like, so th there's none of that. You completely escape liability. And at the same time, we can guarantee compensation to both agents. Yeah. To me, that's that's how we're going to roll out with this. Yeah. And for the listing agent, I do think it's going to be incredibly powerful for listing agents to be able to go to sellers and say, I'm not a discount agent. I'm not a stick a yard sign and then go away, right? I'm a full service agent. I'm going to negotiate for you. I'm going to market for you. I'm going to do photos. I'm going to do drone photography. And you're still going to pay 0%. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I think that's a pretty powerful well, you know, value statement to consumers. And we're we're time constrained here, but yeah, let me, let me just give you my and I appreciate you answering these things, and I'm I'm kind of being oh, my, my pleasure, normal man. self here. But I what know. I love what I love about this, Rob, is that um, you know, I've always thought, you know, people can can a lot of times say, you know, I'm very critical of stuff and everything else, but that's because I put myself out there with yeah. my applications yeah. and the way I view things. And I'm I'm opening myself, hey, I wanna criticize your software. Well, now you can criticize mine. That's what, right. I love what you're doing here is you're, you're now in the arena. That's right? right. You've been talking about these things That's for a right. long time. That's right. But it's like this thing, you're not a spectator anymore. That's right. You're not just this critic, you're in this game now. I'm in the game and, and you can come at me and be like, yeah. your and software that's, sucks. That's, that's such a better, it's such a better place to be in yeah. coming from a thing of making things like, you know what? I'm putting my money where my mouth is literally yep. and, and literally. making this happen. So I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, right. uh, and it's, it's very intriguing in this industry right now. It's so, um, timely as far as that we need innovation and, you know, I'm sure there'll be other kind of, you know, I'm sure other people come up with stuff. Yeah. But um, I'm yeah, sure. I'm uh, congratulations. I, you know, Thank you, it sir. has been a while that you've been, we've been talking about this and yeah. I know you've been, uh, uh, like everybody struggling to kind of get things and making these decisions yeah. and everything else. But um, yeah. uh, we'll have in the show notes, um, you know, all the links in there. But yep. I think right now you did a, a post on uh, Notorious, on right? Yeah, on Notorious, yeah. which I moved to Substack. So it's notoriousrob.substack.com. Um, come check it out and yeah. let me know if you have questions. Thanks for letting me pitch my product. Yeah, well, thanks for letting <laughs> me uh, ask my stupid questions. That is all great <laughs> questions. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, everybody.